<laughs> oh, Mark Marin. We're eating bread. It's the worst. Yeah. It was terrible. And then, you know, she starts drinking wine. And I'm like, all right, if she's going to do it, I'll scotch. And at some point, I just think we stopped loving each other. And you know, to be honest with you, I was still doing listening to work. And, uh, but I couldn't act on it. I don't know what she was doing. It was just bad. And, you know, we were fighting and drinking and eating bread. And one time we were just yelling at each other and <laughs> crying. And it was very sad. And we didn't know what to do. And. You know, I kicked over a puzzle because I was mad. And, I don't <laughs> know, we just ended up having sex on the floor right on the puzzle pieces. <laughs> puzzle pieces were sticking. To <laughs> okay. All right. There we go, baby. Welcome to the show. I'm talking like Alan Cumming from The Traitors. I watched eight episodes of The Traitors this weekend five of the second season and three of the first season <laughs> this is how i talk now i talk like alan coming from the traitors oh are you ready for what is in store for today's episode of arnie pod Then he does funny little smiles of camera. Yes, so make sure you check out the show The Traitors. I would say if you enjoy Survivor, which it's my favorite show, then you will enjoy The Traitors. It's just kind of classic reality TV. Um, just good stuff. And uh, shout out um, the one year anniversary of me and Brett Hogue doing the Back to the Future podcast. Film flip. So um, there you go, baby. Check that one out. And then we also have... Uh, Let's see. Let's just talk about the Cougs. Got a huge victory. 78-69 to in Pullman over the Colorado Buffaloes. So both those teams are 15-6 and now. Like I've been saying, I think the Cougs will make the NCAA tournament in March Madness. Just like Bill Walton says. There should be eight teams from the Pac-12 in March Madness. No, but seriously, though, the Cougs, though. It's another quad one victory for the Cougars. I believe Utah was a quad one win as well. So these Utah and Colorado, these last two wins, huge for um, Cougs' chances. Coup shot 45.2% from the field. Colorado only shot 38.6. They had shot over 50% from the field their last three games. And they had shot over 40% from three their last three games. But they did shoot 41.2% from three yesterday. Coug's only shot 30% from three. 
only six turnovers for the Cougs. Colorado had nine. 35 rebounds for Colorado. Cougs out-rebounded them by five. They had 40. And as for the box score, KJ Simpson, 7 for 11, 3 for 5 from 3, 25 points, 8 rebounds for Colorado. Uh, De Silva had 16, went 6 for 15. Tristan, he's from Munich, Germany. Um, 2 for 5 from 3, 7 rebounds, 3 assists for him. The Apparently the future number one pick, dude, Cody Williams... He averages 14.7 points for the uh, season. Get out of here, pop-up bat. 57.9% from the field for the season for Cody Williams. Out of Gilbert, Arizona. Freshman, 6'8", 190. He's a beanpole. But he's supposed to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. This next draft... But he went 0 for 4. Had just 6 points. And for the Cougs, Miles Rice and Jalen Wells, the co-leading scorers, with 17 apiece. 6 for 16 for Wells. 7 for 13 for Rice. 10 rebounds for Wells. Went double-double. Isaac Jones had double-double. 13 points, 11 rebounds. 5 for 10 from the field. Yakimovsky, 11 points. 3 for 11 from the field. 3 for 9 from 3. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Kuz had 15 points off the bench. 6 for Chinyelu, who had, um, how many blocks? 3 blocks. Felt like more, though. Chinyelu, one of the best rim protectors in college basketball. And Huinsu had six points. And Watts, the grandson of Slick Watts, son of Donald Watts of the Huskies, Slick Watts of the Supersonics, had uh, three points. All right. <clears throat> so there you go, baby. That's the Cougs. And then uh, I did want to look at, so yeah, go Cougs. Next matchup, not till Saturday against the Huskies at Huskies. So that's a big one. I mean, that's a game the Cougs should win, but it's a rivalry game on the road. It's a big one. All right, so I wanted to highlight Luca's performance. Luca Dunkic, 45 minutes, 25 for 33 from the field, 8 for 13 from 3, 15 for 16 from the line, 73 points, <clears throat> um, tied for fourth most ever in an NBA game, I do believe. Um. I guess we could just confirm that, though. But I did watch 
the second half of this game. Most NBA points in a game. Um, here we go. <clears throat> yep. Wilt Chamberlain had a hundo. That was March 2nd, 1962. So right before the first of my parents was born. My mom was born in May. So there had to be a 100-point game in the NBA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, before one of my parents could be born. That's because the NBA is in my blood. <laughs> because I'm a sports fiend. Kobe Bean Bryant, 81 points. The late great. Uh, that was... Oh, that anniversary just happened. January 22nd, 2006. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain did it for the Philadelphia Warriors. Wilt Chamberlain did it again for the Philadelphia Warriors. 78 points. 1961. December 8th. So literally less than three months before he scored 100... He put up 78. Wow. Then Luka Doncic, 73 points. January 26, 2024, for the Dallas Mavs. David Thompson, Denver Nuggets, 1978, April 9th, 73 points. And then Wilt Chamberlain had 73 points two separate times, both in 1962. November 16th and January 13th. Dude. And then he had 72 points 1962 November 3rd. So he scored 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So five separate times within the span of one year he scored at least 72 points. Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> Dude, to consider... Wow, I can't even believe that. And then uh, Damian Lillard. Back on February 26th, 2023. Had 71 points. And look forward... Look out for a Dame Lillard episode coming up in the next couple days. Because he makes his first trip back. It's definitely his first trip, right? Or has he already been back to Portland? I, feel, I don't think so. I mean, he just went to the Bucks, didn't he? So um, he returns to Portland to play the Blazers with his current team, the Bucks, and their new superstar head coach, Doc Rivers. I think the Bucks could give the Celtics. I don't know. I'll have to consider. Do I want to pick Bucks over Celtics in the Eastern Finals? That is a. Uh, I don't know. I kind of lean Bucks. Now they have Doc Rivers. They have the better coach now. They have the coaching advantage. I mean, I'm just gonna say it right now. <laughs> I might as well. It's kind of a little. Bold move, Cotton. I'll say the Milwaukee Bucks will win the East.
this season? Have I not given um, my NBA Finals pick? I'll have to think about that. <laughs> I feel like I did like throw out a team early on, but you got to make like an all-star break time pick. Once you see which teams are relevant... All right, so let's finish up looking at Luca's, and then Devin Booker. We'll look at his box score from Friday. Also, January twenty sixth, twenty twenty four, had sixty two points. And on January twenty second, Carl Anthony Towns had sixty two points. January third of twenty twenty one. Steph Curry had 62 points for his career high. And, uh, all right, so there you go. So that's all tied for 38th most in the NBA game. And let's just look at Luca. So 73 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah, double-double. Seven assists, one steal, four turnovers. There you go. He did it. He crushed it. All right. So, there we go. I was just looking at Jay Johnson on the Hawks. I was like, that's not James Johnson, is it? Is James Johnson still in the league? We got to check on that. It's not. It's uh, Jalen Johnson, who is a third-year player, yet he's only 22. He went to Duke. Small forward, 6'8", 219, 15.4 points per game, 8.1 rebounds, 55.1% from the field in 31 games played this season. Jalen Johnson. All right, that's a name I got to know. Those are pretty good numbers. Especially considering he played 70 games last season. He only started six of them. And only 5.6 points per game. But four rebounds per game. 14.9 minutes per game. So he has a good rebounding percentage. To get that amount of rebounds and that amount of minutes, it's very good. So, But then he's maybe a candidate for most improved. With 15.4 points per game, 55.1% from the field. That's so good. He was only 49.1% from the field last season. So he's a 6% increase in field goal percent. As well as a 10% point uh, points per game increase, as well as 4.1 rebounds per game increase, as well as he's averaging 3.1 assists per game versus 1.2 last season. There you go. Jalen Johnson for the Atlanta Hawks, a dark horse for most improved player. Giving it to you right now. There you go, buddy. As for James Johnson, 
Yes, he still is playing. He's on the Pacers. He's played five games this season. Only averaging 0.8 points per game. <laughs> okay, that's not good. 770 games in his career, though. 7.6 points per game. 3.5 rebounds. 2.1 assists. Debuted October 30th, 09, out of Wake Forest. Shout out CP3. And, yeah, so he's been very quiet this season. He's played for the Miami Heat, the Toronto Raptors, Chicago Bulls, the Nets, Kings, Grizz, Mavericks, Pacers, Pelicans, and T-Wolves. <laughs> he's bounced around a little bit. 222 games for the Heat being the most. 214 for the Raptors. And third place, 78 games played for the Bulls. So there you go. 20.1 minutes per game on the career. 770 games played, 243 games started. Career field goal percent, 47.4. That's pretty solid. Um, James Johnson, six foot seven, two forty though. He's like a tight end. It's a big dude. Power forward, small forward, and center. Dude, you got to be a big dude to be six foot seven and be able to play center. He's out of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Went to Cheyenne East High School. Was 46th in recruiting rank back in 07. Bloodsport is his nickname. James Johnson, he might be on the uh, all-dark alley NBA team. Dude, you don't want to run into in the dark alley in the NBA. Bill Simmons has talked about this. I feel for sure. Uh, PJ Tucker is another good one. Um, probably Draymond Green. <laughs> I would say. I'll let you know if I can think of any others. Those are three good ones, though, right there. Just need two more to complete that roster. Um, So, there's not that many. It's hard to think of tough guys in the NBA. Most NBA guys just seem super nice. There's just a small handful of, like, you know, tough dudes in the NBA. Like, like football dudes are, like, all super tough, dude. You got to be real tough to be in the NFL at any position. Even like punter, <laughs> even Pat McAfee. What you're saying? I'm not tough. Um, what's the most points per game? Twelve point eight. Back in oh sixteen oh seventeen for the Miami Heat. His first season for the Heat. 
played 27.4 minutes per game. 76 games. Started five of them. Shot 47.9% from the field. And um, 4.9 rebounds. 3.6 assists. One steal. 1.1 blocks. 0.8 steals per game and 0.8 blocks per game for his career. For James Johnson. Alright, but that's not who we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about... Um, should I look at... I might as well pull up... Then we'll talk... Travis Kelsey... Um, let's see... The Suns... They lost to the Pacers... 133-131... And... Uh, let's see... Devin Booker... 22 for 37 from the field... 6 for 12 from 3... 12 for 13 from the line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 4 turnovers. Plus minus was plus 1, and he put up 62 points. There you go. Devin Eubanks off the bench. That's his name, right? Devin? No, Drew. (laughs) Excuse me. From Oregon State. I I knew I could picture him. I knew who I was talking about. Um, was he the? No, he wasn't. I was gonna say Tinkle was. He wasn't the coach's son. How long has Tinkle been at the Beeves? Um, Wayne Tinkle went to Ferris High School. On the South Hill of Spokane. Just pretty much um, right a a few miles away from here. But right by where I work. So on the east side of the South Hill of Spokane. And yeah, Wayne Tinkle went to Montana. He's a Grizz. Undrafted in the NBA, 1989. Center, six foot ten, two thirty three, and he never played in the NBA. He played for the Rapid City Thrillers, South Dakota, baby. Shout out Grandma Arnie, and Aunt Joss and Uncle Lane. That's their hometown. That's where they live, and. Part of the Continental Basketball Association, beginning in 1987. Let me just pull this up in the new tab. This is something we'll talk about, like, in tomorrow's episode or whatever. We just don't have time right now. We haven't even talked about Travis Kelsey. They were reincarnated in 1998 as an International Basketball Association franchise. One of the many notable players was Keith Smart from the Indiana Hoosiers 1987 NCAA champs team. Playing Rushmore Plaza Civic Center, which is the monument, which is the big arena in town that you pass as you drive into town. And yeah. 
I visited that team or that um, city twice in the past couple summers with my father. So there you go. We can say we talked about the Rapid City thrillers. And Wayne Tinkle has been there since 2014 at Oregon State. He was coach, head coach for the Montana Grizz, 06 to 2014. So, yes, his son did play. Okay. Because I was, so I just got Drew Eubanks mixed up with his son, uh, Trace Tinkle. June 3rd, 1996, was born. Um, went to Hellgate High School in Missoula. Montana. And that's a really cool name for a high school now. We get a Hellgate, bruh. <laughs> What's up? We're gonna we're gonna get ya. Um they probably have fun at their uh What's their nickname, dude? They got a good nickname? Are they the devils? They're the knights. How could they not be the devils? My junior high was the, uh, or like the little Nickies. Adam Sandler, shout out. Hey, it's raining outside. <laughs> I just look outside. <laughs> I just look out the window. Hey, it's raining. <laughs> My uh, junior high, we were the Canyon Park Knights. Just like Hellgate. And, um, yeah, so Trace Tinkle, so I wasn't totally tripping there. Six foot eight, 225. Currently plays for Monbus Obladoro of the Spanish Liga ACB. There you go, baby. Three time first team All Pac 12. 2018 to 2020. That's pretty solid. <laughs> in 2014, Wayne Tinkle was named the sexiest man in college basketball by collegeinsider.com. <laughs> That's so funny. He kind of reminds me of an even more giant version of Rex Ryan. Wayne Tinkle does. I mean, he's definitely like, he's got some Clooney in him. He's kind of like a silver fox. So there you go. South Hill, Spokane zone. And Missoula zone as well. Um, all right. So now, wait, I gotta write this down. That'll help me. <laughs> Because at the end of the episode, I'm always like, what did I even... Because I like to do Rapid City. You know, I do the episode description. So so I'm like, I gotta be like, what did I talk about? I talked about Jalen and James Johnson. <laughs> there you go. Just quickly jot a few notes down. 
make sure to check out my Twitter, dude. My Twitter is popping, dude. You know. Oh, I talked about the um, this stuff as well. This stuff. <laughs> um. So, my Twitter, dude, at Arnie Pod. I need to wet my whistle right now. Mm, mm. Check the time. We're doing good on time. Still got 20 minutes at least. Um, I don't think I got time to go full hour right now. Dude, my Twitter is popping. Just did a tweet this morning. It's got 580 impressions. Views. But, um, yeah, up to 170 followers on Twitter, but it's like quickly increasing. Like I said, I used to be in the, um, 150s very recently. See, this tweet from yesterday, I said, also just did an episode on Patrick Mahomes today. I retweeted myself saying, don't worry, I already did a podcast episode about Jason Kelsey last week on Arnie Pod, available everywhere. It's true, dude. I did an episode about Jason Kelsey days before he went viral. That's kind of like the new thing with Arnie Pod. That's why I'm going to do Dame Lillard on like Monday or Tuesday. Because he goes back to Portland to play the Blazers Wednesday night. So, assuming he'll go off in that game, he'll go for like 50 points or whatever. Because NBA is kind of like trends, dude. Even for point scoring. Now that there's a bunch of dudes scoring over 50 points, like Dame Lillard will be like, I want to get in the mix. When I go back to Portland Wednesday night. So that's kind of how I do it now. <laughs> I'm like, what are they going to be talking about? Like, that's why I did Patrick Mahomes yesterday. That's why I'm doing Travis Kelsey today. Even though I haven't even mentioned Travis Kelsey. <laughs> haven't discussed him at all yet. That's kind of how I roll now. I mean... Dude, I really called that Jason Kelsey one, I must say. Because he went incredibly viral. Like, I don't know if anyone in sports has gone as viral as Jason Kelsey did in the past couple years, even. Like, he just was... Everybody was talking about Jason Kelsey, dude. They're still talking about him. They're saying, what's he going to do today in Baltimore? Remember, I said, I got Chiefs, Niners. I've already said this uh, on the Arnie pod. I got Chiefs, Niners. I got Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I got Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. And, um, yeah, I got more Jason Kelsey viral moments coming, I bet. And, um, there you go, baby. So, 
But yeah, I'm saying this tweet, 3,227 views. This tweet from 11.13 a.m. yesterday, January 27th, 2024, was yesterday. Today is Sunday the 28th, the one-year anniversary of the Back to the Future episode of Arnie Pod. And let's see. Let's just get straight to... Um, oh, yeah, we're still looking at... Now, we already talked about Devin Booker. We covered it. All right. Um, now I can say we talked about Drew Eubanks, too. Six foot ten, two forty five, February first, nineteen ninety seven. He's about to celebrate his twenty seventh birthday. Five point six points per game, four point one rebounds, point nine assists, sixty point eight field goal percentage. Very good, sixty point seven for his career field goal. Amazing, dude. This guy knows what his shots are. He picks his spots. He averaged 14.5 points per game for the Blazers, 2021-22. That was only in 22 games played, though. So, there you go, baby. Career, 6.1 points per game. 4.6 rebounds. 1 assist. 0.9 blocks. 0.4 steals. All right, now we can say we talked about him. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> All right. And Tris. Wayne and Tris. All right. Now, let's get to the meat of the episode. We can exit out of Mahomes. We've already done his episode. And let's see. Travis Kelsey. Um, alrighty. 6'5", 250, October 5th, 1989, born, he's 34, went to Cincinnati, he's from Westlake, Ohio, Cleveland Heights High School, New Heights Podcast with Jason Kelsey, the often discussed the highly viral Jason Kelsey. <laughs> Seriously, I pretty much went like pretty viral just on Twitter, just by like attaching Arnie Pod to Jason Kelsey. That's how viral Jason Kelsey went a week ago. So, you know, we'll see what happens today, dude. Instagram, Killa Trav. I'm not even on Instagram anymore. Third round pick, 63rd overall, 2013 draft by the Chiefs. He's been a Chief all along. And uh, let's look at his playoff stats first. Playoffs. 20 playoff games. Um, 181 targets. 145 receptions, 1,694 yards, 11.7 yards per reception, 18 touchdowns in the playoffs. That's a lot, dude. 
that's over a full season's worth. Of, that's basically two seasons worth of touchdowns for most tight ends. Um, 84.7 yards per game playoffs. Playoffs. 80.1 percentage uh, catch percentage. 9.4 yards per target. And, yeah, there you go. So pretty dominant stats in the playoffs. Dude, 18 touchdowns in 20 games? Yeah, I'd say that was pretty good. Um, I mean, and then he has a big game today. As I'm saying, dude, we'll see what Travis Kelsey and Patty Mahomes have in store for us in Baltimore today. <clears throat> the first game. I mean, I guess it makes sense that that's the first game simply because that one's in Baltimore. So it'll be 3 o'clock local. And then the Niners-Lions game is West Coast. So that game's 3.30 local. That's why. Because you don't want to play the Niners game at noon local. It makes sense. But if there wasn't a West Coast host in the game, um, you would want the Chiefs-Ravens to be your primetime game, is what I'm saying. But you can't make the West Coasters play that early, dude. We're just over here on the West Coast. We're just... Wake up slow. Wake up slow. No. We're just surfer dudes out here. Out here on the best coast. So. Let's see. Where's number 87? Travis Kelsey. 159 career games. 152 started. 1,267 targets. 907 career receptions, 11,328 yards. All right, we got to see where does that rank all-time NFL tight end stats, yeah. Um, Receptions? No, I want to see yards, Um, receiving yards. Go. No, for, can I get for tight ends? Um, let's see. Most yards by a tight end all time. Stat Muse. Um, Tony Gonzalez. By far the most. Over 15,000. This is kind of like a weird stat graphic they gave me, so... Jason Witten, second place. Antonio Gates of the West Coast Chargers. The now Jim Harbaugh up Chargers. And then Travis Kelsey is fourth. Gates has 11.8K. So, what did I just say? Um, Let's say... 11,328. 
should surpass Antonio Gates next season. Wow. This was his first season without a thousand yards receiving since 2015. But he had 984. He was 16 yards short. Oh, that must have hurt, dude. He was one decent catch short of a thousand yards, which is such a milestone for a receiver. So his yards by season starting in, I mean, he played in one game in 2013 as a rookie, zero receptions. So 2014 was essentially his rookie season. And um, let's do his yards. 862, 875, 1125, 1038, 1336, 1229, 1416, 1125, 1338, 984 this past season. And 12.5 career yards per reception, three seasons over 100 receptions. 2018, 2020, 2022, 103, 105, 110, and 62% success percentage, first career, 71.6% catch percentage, and receptions per game, 5.7 for the career, 71.2 yards per game for the career. Two rushing touchdowns for the career. As for Pro Bowl seasons, were um, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Holy cow. All Pro first team. Is that what this means? Yeah. All-Pro first team, 2016, 18, 20, and 22. All-Pro second team, 2017, 19, 21. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year, fourth in voting in 2020. Oh, that's when uh, Derrick Henry won it, as we said. Mahomes was second. Rodgers third. They actually have Josh Allen as fourth here. And then Travis Kelsey. And then finished sixth in that 2022. Um, Justin Jefferson, as we already talked about yesterday, won that. Mahomes was second. Jalen Hurts, third. Tyreek Hill, fourth. Josh Jacobs, fifth. Then Travis Kelsey. Christian McCaffrey right behind him. And, yeah, so there you go. That's kind of all his stats right there. You know what we didn't look at for Mahomes? Um, wait, do they give us a salary? On, I don't know if they give us... Let's just... We'll, we'll have to look it up here. Oh, let's see here. Travis Kelsey. 
career earnings. Uh, Spotrack. Dude, Taylor Swift is so much richer than him, dude. Um, current contract, four years, 57250000 Average salary, 14312500 Okay. Wet my whistle. Um, becomes a free agent, unrestricted, 2026. So, looks like... He'll make twelve million in twenty twenty four, sixteen million two hundred fifty thousand in twenty twenty five. Alrighty. Uh, oh, what about his career earnings? There we go. Um. They have it as seventy six million nine hundred forty three thousand nine hundred seventy five. Less than NBA guys. And baseball guys. Dude, like I said, NFL, the highest earning league, yet the third best play, uh, paid players. So what about, um, let's see, Mahomes' career earnings. All right, let's see what we got here. Current contract 10 years, 450 million. Average salary, 45 million. Free agent, 2032. Unrestricted. <laughs> Dude, just imagine me just doing Arnie Pod in 2032, dude. God, it just started 2024, dude. What? Alrighty. Career earnings, $136,254,472 for Mahomes. So, way more money than Kelsey. Way less time. But he's also the quarterback. Quarterbacks get that money. Alright, so anything else? Um, let's see. Let's look, um, we may as well look up, like, Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. Um, Fox Sports has a, the Taylor Swift effect. So, I think people are, like, betting a lot of money that Travis Kelsey is going to do really good today. On the props bets. I think they're doing that. Um, so yeah. There you go. Let's see. Anything on ESPN? Anything before we wrap it up. For today's episode. Oh you want to know about the Aussie Open? Like we talked about Andy Roddick. Dude we've had the variety lately. On Arnie Pod. I think I've established that it's not just baseball here in Arnipod. But I'm going to continue to establish that. Because I love Arnipodding so much. Let's see. No, I can go the full hour. 
I'm just doing the math. Um, I can be in the shower by 9.20. Remember I said... Remember that one day? I was like... I didn't get in the shower till past 9.30. And then... I clock in at work at 10.25. Oh my goodness, dude. Yes, so I get ready pretty quick when I have to. Um, Alright, I gotta look at this box score. And then we'll look at the Continental Basketball Association. So then I can say we talked about that. The CBA. <laughs> um... Wow, so Aussie Open. Sinner beat Medvedev. Jonic Sinner. Um, he beat Djokovic beforehand. Italian. What's his age? Oh my gosh, he's only 22. Yeah, this guy's like the future of tennis right here. Dog. He beat Djokovic, then he came back and knocked off Medvedev. 3-6-3-6-6-4-6-4-6-3 in five sets. In a remarkable comeback from two sets down. Oh, fourth-seeded Sinner. Three hours, 44 minutes. Which actually seems pretty quick for playing five sets. Medvedev was third seed. So there you go. <clears throat> what happens in the women's? Um, Sabalenka won. She defeated... Um, Zhang Quinn Win. Who, um, what was my mom saying? She was saying, what, she was the second Chinese born player to ever play in a major final in tennis. That's what my mom was telling me. Alrighty. Not that it matters what country she's from, but <laughs> imagine all the people. Imagine there's no countries. <laughs> Dude. In tennis, though, they're all about like, what country are you representing? They put the little flag next to your name, even though it's not the Olympics. Because tennis is a very international sport. All right. So I fell asleep third quarter watching this game. Wow. 145-144. The Lakers pulled it out. Double overtime, dude. Are you kidding me, dude? What? What? <laughs> okay. It's probably good that I fell asleep then. Because I got some good sleep in. Because if I stayed up till the fourth quarter, 
Then I would have wanted to stay up through the overtimes. And I would have stayed up way later. I was watching on TiVo. Dude, so I wonder if the TiVo... I wonder if that's why the TiVo, like, extended. Because it. I only TiVo'd it three hours. But I wonder if it was still going. And the TiVo may have pulled an audible. So maybe that's why the TiVo was acting kind of janky last night. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was like... I was like, why did it record four hours of this game? Um, I think it automatically kept recording because the game was still going. I think that might be the intelligence level of TiVo's. Are TiVo's like AI, dude? <laughs> Your TiVo's like, you want to watch this. I bet there probably is a setting of TiVo where it's like, record stuff you think I might like. I bet it could do that. Speaking of recording stuff, I'm already recording both NFL games from today. But I'm not going to try to avoid the score. I don't do that for NFL. It's too important. Too big. Like, someone will probably just tell me, you know, it's like, that's how big the NFL is. Like, just some random person will be like, dude, how about them Chiefs? Like, they'll just, like, say it. You you can't really just be out in public for eight hours and during crucial NFL games and then expect to not find out. So, I'll obviously just check ESPN.com. In my breaks, in my lunchtime. And, uh, yeah, I'll see what's going on in the games. I mean, obviously, mainly interested in the first game. The Chiefs at Ravens, dog. So, LeBron, in this double overtime thriller, the Lakers pulled out to move to above 500, 24 and 23. LeBron played 48 minutes at 39 years old, 14 for 25, 2 for 4 from 3, 6 for 6 from a line, 20 rebounds, 12 assists, 36 points. Just a monster triple-double for LeBron. 29 points, 13 rebounds, 11 for 24 from the field for Anthony Davis, 45 minutes. And D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo, 28 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, 7 for 7 from the line, 8 for 19 from the field, 5 for 8 from 3, 49 minutes. Dude, Vanderbilt, uh, what, Jared, yeah. 41 minutes off the bench, dude. 4 for 7 from the field. Six for eight from the line, nine rebounds, five assists, four seals, 14 points. And Rui had 11 points, four rebounds off the bench in 18 minutes. Four for four from the field, 
two for two from the line. And for the Warriors, who fell to the Lakers in this one, 17 for 35 from the field for Steph Curry, 9 for 21 three-pointers attempted. Dear Lord, dude, that's a lot. Uh, Three for three from the line, 46 points for Chef Curry, seven assists, three rebounds, one steal. And, um, alrighty, um, 22 points for Kaminga, 22 points for Wiggins. Um, Kaminga, eight for 16 from the field, two for three from three, four for six from a line. Wiggins, eight for 12 from the field, three for four from three, three for five from a line. Um, Clay struggled a bit. Make sure you listen to the Clay Thompson episode of Arnie Pod. 24 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. But he only shot 9 for 24, 6 for 17 from 3. Dude, 38 three-pointers attempted by the Splash Bros last night. Um, Dude. The Warriors attempted 58 three-pointers, making 23 of them for 39.7%. And uh, there you go. So there's that one. What'd Draymond do? Eight points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, three steals, two blocks, four for nine from the field, 46 minutes. So Draymond just makes a huge difference, even if he doesn't really score much. Doesn't even average double-digit points for his career. But my dad's saying he's a definite Hall of Famer. So we'll actually do... We'll, um, I'll pull up his uh, stats page. He'll be one that we do in the next couple weeks here. We'll talk Draymond Green... Um, Hall of Fame or not. I mean, yeah. And then also defense, obviously. But, so I don't want to spoil the episode. We'll talk about it. Alrighty, obviously. But uh, we don't need to do a Steph Curry one. We already talk about Steph Curry often. and But also, he's obviously a Hall of Famer. Um... NBA all-time three-point leaders. There we go. This is what we needed to look at when we did the Clay Thompson episode. So we'll end it on this today. Um, Steph Curry, first all-time three-pointers. Um, this is three-pointers made. Uh, 3,577. Absolutely crushing second place. Ray Allen. 2,973. And then, I don't think you could guess who's third. James Harden is third all-time. Three-pointers. 2,858. Reggie Miller is fourth. I thought he was top five. Yeah. 2,560. Dame Lillard, we talked about earlier. We will be talking about more later this week. 
fifth all-time, 2,515. Dude, you will not be able to guess who is sixth all-time three-pointers made. Get your guess in. Kyle Korver, 2,450. And then our man... Clay Clay is 7th, 2,356. So he's less than 100 three-pointers made behind Kyle Korver. So he can catch Korver. And then LeBron is right behind Clay Clay, 2,352. Only four three-pointers behind Clay Clay. Wow. See, I wonder who will finish with more three-pointers made in their career. LeBron or Clay? Because, dude, my dad is saying how Clay is not going to re-sign with the Warriors. So he's like, is he going to retire after this season? My dad's saying. At 34? Or is he going to go play for a different team? Probably a team in California. If we had to guess, right? Honestly, I could see him on any of the California teams. I could see him going to the Kings or Lakers or Clippers. Um, he's a nice fit for all those teams. But I don't think, I think Clay is too competitive to retire at 34. So I don't think Clay will retire. So I will predict, I'd say the Kings. I think Clay becomes a Sacramento King. That's just, I could just see it. I think he's like a perfect fit for that kind of offense. Kind of just high flying, run and gun. All right. There we go, baby. Travis Kelsey. (laughs) We talked about Travis Kelsey some, a decent amount. Have a great day now. Thanks for listening, Brett. Pop this heat off him. All right, get ready. Go get in the shower. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Bye.